Hello. Hello. I'm Mandy Wright, and here to welcome you to the First United Universalist, I'm sorry, First Universalist, uh, First United Universalist Church. My apologies. Thank you for joining us tonight. I had just been thinking about how this evening, this time, is marked by so much chaos. Chaos in the weather, <laughs> chaos in our health systems, chaos in all the things that we have come to expect. And it's such a blessing that you came here and brought your light to dispel the chaos and the darkness. So whether you are joining us in person or virtually, um, it is truly a gift that you have joined us this evening with your light. Thank you. Invite everyone to rise in spirit or body for our opening hymn, O Come All Ye Faithful. Please stay standing for our call to worship. Alleluia, to us a child is born. Oh, come, let us adore him. God is our everlasting light. God has shown forth glory. Come, let us set out 
and the light of the Lord in the bleak midwinter. We gather on this Christmas Eve as fellow pilgrims, looking for light, for hope, for peace, and for love. We gather as people from many backgrounds, many faiths, many cultures, and many spiritual paths. But as we light this chalice, we gather as one body looking 
to the nativity for its message to all of humanity. Its message that there is light, there is hope, there is peace, there is life. Please be seated. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation, you have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian, for all the boots of the tramping warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us, authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. 
In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while um, Quirinus was governor of Syria. All went, to the, all went to their towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea in the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary to whom he was engaged and whom he was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to, to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her for, firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of God shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you, sorry, <laughs> to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you, and you will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and laying in a manger. And suddenly there was with this angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among the, those whom he favors. When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made it known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what, at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they have heard and had seen, and it, and it had been told them. Please rise now, for it came upon the midnight clear.
Please be seated. Well, I suppose I should start by wishing all of you a Merry Christmas. Nevermore, at least in my opinion, nevermore have we needed Christmas than this year. The news is bad, it's always bad. COVID still rages across the globe. Flights are grounded and 2022 is an election year. So if ever we needed Christmas, it's right now. Tonight we will consider eternal things in a world that is temporal and temporary. Tonight we will consider miracles. So think with me for just a few moments how unlikely it is that we are alive on the fragile, dinky third rock from the sun in a galaxy on the outer edge of an ever-growing universe with black holes and asteroids the size of Texas barreling at 56,000 miles an hour. Just consider that nearly all the elements in your body came from stars that exploded ages ago. Now consider that your ancestors endured hardships the likes of which we can only imagine. And don't forget that human life got on just fine for about six million years before you competed with 100 million other cells on an evening when your parents got to know each other in the biblical sense. And there you are, sitting smartly on a Friday night, listening to a knucklehead from the South talk about stars and love and gifts and miracles. That any of us are alive and that we could get a chance to tell the tale is a miracle. At least I hope it is. You can call that cool or you can shrug or you can do whatever, but I call it a miraculous gift. I linger here because it's what we choose to do with the gift of life that causes joy, of course, but it can also cause pain and destruction, too. That's part of the story we're gathered to celebrate tonight. The story of Jesus, a person born of a woman, flesh and blood like us, into a world much like ours. And the world into which Jesus was born isn't all that different than ours if you think about it. For many people on the planet, they too find no room at the inn. But it's into this world that Christmas comes. A world with wars, a world with refugees, a world with people who have more than they need, a world with people who need more than they have. And this is the world into which Christmas comes every year. It always has, and it always will. The story of Christmas tells us that God came into the world, a God the Bible tells us had unlimited power to do whatever God wants to do, and given unlimited choices for which to use those unlimited powers, God chose to enter our world helplessly, just like life began for all of us. And so here's a question for all of you this evening. Consider this with me. If you were a God, so powerful that you could speak life itself into existence. If you could feed 5,000 people with five loaves and two fishes and turn water into wine, be honest with me and be honest with yourselves. Would you choose 
to come into this world with pain and sorrow and evil and illness and traffic and humidity and tragedy and war. If you could do anything at all, if you could change the very contours of existence, would you choose to be born helplessly in this world? Would you choose to be born in a fragile human body? Not if you were smart, you wouldn't. And if you did, I bet you would change a few things first. The truth is the world and the people in it are never going to be perfect. I know that, you know that, we read the news, we all got at least a C in history, and so we know that perfection is a concept. And yet it's into this world, into your life as you are that Christmas comes. And Christmas, of course, means many things. For some of us, it's a mystery. For others, it's hope. It's justice. It's truth. It's a credit card bill you'll be paying off till next December. But I expect most of us, especially the kids and the kids at heart, Christmas is about gifts. It's about Santa's gifts, grandma's gifts, your beloved's gifts, gifts given in love and gifts received, all those gifts you've anticipated, the gifts you've returned, the gifts you peeked at. Gifts are what Christmas is all about. I, for one, don't remember all the gifts I've given and gotten. But what I do remember about the gifts I've got are the relationships with the people who've given them to me. And I also remember the people who I've given gifts. And maybe you think differently, but it seems to me that whenever you give someone a gift, it gives us a chance to not only give something to someone, which is a fine thing, but it also gives us an opportunity to think about someone other than ourselves for the time it takes to pick something out. But even more important than that, whenever you give someone special a gift, it gives you a chance to say words you will never regret saying. Words like, I love you. Words like, you give my life joy, and I want to show it. It's this economy of gifts given and love that we celebrate on Christmas. And so each year, Christmas dares us to believe that in a world with so much fear and hatred, that God can make much out of nothing and something out of almost anything. And if you need an example of what I'm talking about, here you go. Just consider that in this world, two people with their separate lives, their own hopes and fears, their own pasts, their own reasons for living, they find each other in this big world and in one another they find love and devotion. And in many cases, they even find something worth dying for. St. Francis once said in a sermon of his that life doesn't really begin until you discover something that for you is worth dying for. That's a Christmas question if there ever was one. What in your life is worth dying for? The child born on Christmas, we are told, died for us. And in the short span of Jesus' life, he left us with a few suggestions on how we might consider living. He didn't tell us to vote Democrat or Republican. He didn't say put yourself before others. He didn't say you're always right when you're wrong, just lie about it. What he said is feed the hungry. Clothe the naked, love your neighbor, consider the birds and flowers, help widows and orphans, be meek, be gentle. 
be kind to yourself and with one another. And with his last breath, he looked at the world with news as bad or worse than ours. And he said, forgive each other. If you want to see God at work in the world, my advice is that you look in refugee camps, look in hospitals and homeless shelters, for it is in those places that love and mercy are being worked out in ordinary means by people like us, people who help out, people who offer a hand up, people who try and make a marriage, people who try and fail and try again, people who are made of flesh and blood and regrets and dreams, people like you. Each of us has a story. The question is, what will that story say in the end? That's only for you to decide. But here's the good news you came here for. Your life is a gift. And so this Christmas, make sure that the gifts you give are given in love, given thanks for your life and for the life of those you love and for the people who love you. Gifts received in thanksgiving for your neighbors, for healthcare workers, for street sweepers, for teachers, for gas station attendants. Thanks for people who give their Christmas to someone who needs a friend. Gifts given in kindness and forgiveness of others. Gifts given in the spirit of Christmas. Most of all, gifts given in love, because we need it. Amen. You're welcome to rise and sing angels we have heard on high.
You may be seated. And in the spirit of giving, I encourage you to consider what you can offer this evening. Uh, perhaps you would like to, um, as Jesus directed us, feed the hungry, clothe the poor. 100% of our donations tonight will go to the neighbor's place, which is filling a great need in our community these days. Um, instead of coming around and collecting with the plates because of COVID, we will be collecting in the basket at the back. So please leave your donation as you exit. If you are with us online or you would like to donate in the future, there is a link on our website. Please rise for doxology. seated. I will light candles this Christmas, candles of joy despite all sadness, candles of hope where despair keeps watch, candles of courage for fears ever present, candles of peace for tempest-tossed days, Candles of grace to ease heavy burdens. Candles of love to inspire all my living. Candles that will burn all the year long. Please rise and let us sing Silent Night, Holy Night.
You're welcome to extinguish your candle and have a seat. If you would, please join me in a spirit of prayer. Oh God, oh life, another Christmas has moved within our grasp and our thoughts can't help but think on the moments that against the bright backdrop of this holiday season. Moments that caused us fear, moments that made us decide even though we wanted more time to think. Moments of sadness as we watch the evening news. Moments of mourning as we bid farewell to those we've lost. Moments of awareness when the gift of life shone so bright it seemed as though eternity had broken into the temporary. Moments of joy when we sang songs and danced into the night. Moments of peace in a world so noisy with conflict. Moments of grace when we realize that someone out there loves us despite our weaknesses. Moments when we forgave. Moments when we were forgiven. Moments of energy when we were just about to give up. Moments of healing after months of illness. Moments of praise and gratitude at the sheer beauty and wonder of the world. Moments of being together after spending so much time apart. Oh, life, another Christmas is here. Let us linger around the light and let that light shine upon us as we embark on a new year. Amen. And now let us rise and sing joy to the world.
Tonight we have dared to hear a message of hope spoken once again against the challenge of the world. It is now time to depart, to go forward to our lives and to the world. May joy be your companion whether you are alone or with others. May love be your strength and may the gift of community dwell in your heart. For here in this place, you will always be welcome whenever you choose and whenever you need. You're welcome to have a seat, relax, and enjoy the postlude. There's cookies and oranges to grab as you make your way out. Merry Christmas.